0: what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the J no knows podcast i am josh nolan and we are coming to you today with another great interview i sat down and talked with buck watkins buck is a high school coach and uh he does <clears throat> clinics all over the country um and and his goal is to teach wrestling in all fifty states. I'm I'm not sure exactly how many he's done, but he's done a ton. He is a a great ambassador for wrestling, and, and um and really has a great outlook on on training athletes and, and giving back to the sport. Um, he's also a a wrestling mindset coach. So he he goes into to that and talks about, you know, different things that that athletes can do um given the circumstances right now to stay ahead of the game and to continue to innovate as we move forward through this quarantine and these times where there's no real training or no competitions going on. Um but the the thing is that we can still get better every single day, and um, he's got some some great insight on how to do that. So, I really think you guys are going to enjoy our conversation. So, please um, share and spread the word about the um this podcast. And stay strong, stay smart, stay healthy out there,
1: and enjoy. For guys like us, um, obviously, you have a club, and um, I travel the country, so everything's pretty much shut down.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's the crazy thing right now It's just like, you know, this time of year it, it's usually like the most busy for, you know, for wrestling clubs and and guys that are, guys and girls that are doing you know clinics and camps and things like that, and and to be kind of idle is it's really it's crazy you know like it it seems seems super super just foreign right now you know
1: yes um for sure so um obviously you moved to Nevada um how big is the cultural difference of wrestling from where you went to to where you are now you know when you come from to where you are now
2: oh man um it's I think I would say Nevada is similar to to South Dakota in the sense that it's wrestling is not exactly a a priority to you know the mainstream like you know there's you know in South Dakota wrestling wrestling is is I would say it's pretty big during the season but then after that a lot of those kids kind of you know do other things and and rightfully so you know that it's just not something that has always been something that they do and out here it's it's really similar to that there's you know there's a lot of kids that wrestle here there's um you know, a lot of kids that are, are wanting to wrestle and that are wanting to to compete at a high level. I just, I, I think it's just, we it we as Nevada wrestling just need to keep focusing on the right things. And I think there's a lot of, uh, of really great people that are pulling and pushing in the right directions and, and starting to work together. And, and I'm just really, like, since getting out here, just trying to, you know, find where I fit in and just try to help you know I'm not um, you know I'm not trying to take over or try to do anything that's outside of my means I just want to help and I just want to you know help give back to to wrestling you know I, I think when we got to or when Legends of Gold got to South Dakota you saw a pretty good spike you know they had national champions and Fargo All-Americans and kids signing D1 and and Nevada has that and now I just want to help add to that and and help make it a thing that is, is something for Nevada USA wrestling to be super proud
1: of. You know what I mean? Yeah. um, So um, do you find, I'm just curious, obviously you travel the country around like I do um, obviously probably at a bigger scale or smaller scale, depending on no, obviously on a smaller scale now that you have your own club, um, so, what are you focusing on during this time? Um,
2: yeah, yeah, right now, it, the biggest thing for me is just focusing on helping kids keep the right mindset and keep the right um, frame of reference right like this is this is a season of our lives. this isn't our whole entire life. this isn't something that that is going to define our careers it's not something that's going to you know, take away from the things that we ultimately want to accomplish. This is a brief moment in time that that it does it does it hurt? Does it stink that we can't compete um, at the tournaments that we want to? Of course it does, but at the same time, like we have to keep the the mindset of that. We're still pushing forward, we're still getting better. we're still keeping our mind focused on the ultimate goals and and what and what that is to each person is is going to vary, but as long as the the thought process and and the the things that are going into their their mind are, are similar, then we're going to be on the right page, right? Like everybody's going to get a little bit out of shape. Everybody's timing is going to get a little bit off it. And, and that's okay. That stuff is going to come back once we hit the ground and get to training again. But if our mindset is, if we're negative, if we're depressed, it's going to take a heck of a lot longer to, to focus on that and figure that out to get back to training where at the level that we want to train at. So just trying to, you know, help be uh, uh, a person that is encouraging and a person that is, you know, being there for um, anybody that is, is, you know, struggling through these these times. What about you?
1: Um, right now I'm focusing on um, a lot of different things. Um, obviously my philosophy in wrestling um kind of unique compared to other people. Um, one thing that I focus on that I – preaching to my guys in the wrestling room um, obviously is coaching the high school level is uh, is finishing things Um, obviously you know with a lot of downtime there's a lot of things that I really enjoy to do and you know I normally don't get to do them because of wrestling and one of the things that I've been able to do is finish some things that I kind of started um, and it's been it's been good i um, been focusing on a lot of uh, different techniques that I want to implement next year, kind of organizing things in the way uh, um, to become better, uh, working on a new website, working on some uh, different things, learning how to do podcasts. Obviously, you know, this is a downtime for us, Learn how to do a lot of uh, audio, video. So it's been a unique experience. Obviously, with downtime, too, you get these opportunities to talk to people across the country that you normally don't get to talk to a whole lot. So, you, you know, you pick their brains, um, have a conversation about wrestling, figure out what they're doing to make their club or team successful and, and you know, taking notes and things like that. Um, I think out of, out of this, I think we're going to find out, you know, who's really put in work and who really wants to get better. And some kids are doing that. There's obviously different things going on. If you look on Facebook, I think you're going to instruct in it is that virtual wrestling camp kind of thing. It's called Lunch Break. Yeah. It's kind of going that's – a, that's a huge benefit with technology right now for, you know, that we didn't have growing up as wrestlers. If we had this happen when we're wrestlers, it would it have been hard to find ways to get better
2: yeah impossible really like I mean yeah uh, flow really wasn't a thing until like I got into college like I didn't have a flow account I didn't really know anything about it and then I mean yeah if this would have happened I I didn't have a Facebook in high school I didn't have Instagram you know I think MySpace was was the thing you know and I was like yeah if, yeah yeah if I would if this would have happened and in, in our time like yeah it would have been have been devastating i don't know what what would have happened or what you know what i could have done outside of just you know running bike and swimming things like that but even that it's it's hard to you are the technology that we have the things that are right at our fingertips allow us to be you know so much more hands-on with our athletes than than coaches in the past and and you know, just to have that access to them, you know, even when we can't see them every day, we can't, you know, we can get a pretty good idea of what kids are doing just by watching their, you know, their Instagram feed or their Twitter feed and, and you see where they are and what they're doing. And, and so like, like you said, I mean, I've been saying this since, since the first day that we got like kind of shut down is like, on the other side of this, we are going to find out Uh, who put in the work there because this is going to end and when it does you can either be the person that put in the work and still got better during all this and come out on the other side ahead of everybody or you can sit around wait and then you know try to work double time once you get back but I mean it's it's going to be it's going to be the people that are putting in the work now that that ultimately win this this period of time?
1: I think, um, you know, one thing that I find out during this time is how essential I'm going to use that term since we hear that term a lot, how essential mindset is, especially during this time period. And one thing that I find people who, you know, normally spend, Money on Xbox games, or some type of Fortnite cover, or, or some type of you know video game for their son. They're gonna. I think that it's essential to put money towards things like wrestling mindset. Uh, it's a huge benefit factor, especially right now, because kids have a lot of downtime. They're really not going outside as much, or 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 if not more. And it's essential because this is an area where a lot of athletes is their downfall. And, you know, it's easier to build strong children than repair broken adults. And that's why mindset is essential right now. And it's important for coaches to use the social media platform to inform people about this, to inform people, you know, how important it is
2: yeah definitely I mean it's 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 the difference between you know each level as you're getting better at wrestling as you're getting better at anything it's the difference the maker between you know good and great it's the you know difference maker between great and elite you know and and with without that focus without that you know and it's it's going to be really hard to jump those levels and we we're at a time where it's actually re- relevant and actually very easy to implement a program like wrestling mindset or or you know whatever you you might be using it's it's the time to focus on it right now you can't really do that much wrestling you can't really you know do that much lifting weights you know unless you got these things accessible at your home but you can get better with your mindset training right now and there's no there's no big competitions that you're you're having to really prepare for there's no you know nothing else on your plate other than you know getting better mentally and getting yourself in a position that you know you're a step ahead uh, and maybe you're addressing these deficiencies, you know, maybe you have these matches that you've, you've lost or you've gone into these tournaments and, and, you know, overthought, you know, the whole thing. And, and now go address those things, go get into what is holding you back and really get better. And I mean, yeah, like I've had a couple conversations with Gene Zanetti, and that, I mean, it, it, it makes perfect sense. And it, it's the time and i know they're they're working super hard to be accessible and be um you know available for you know all of their athletes i mean they have you know so many different platforms that you know it's it's a resource that if you're not utilizing it right now you're probably missing out on something that that could really really
1: help you i think that you know this is a huge opportunity to really be thankful for uh, the sports that we are able to play, you know, now that everything's pretty much taken, everything's taken away. There's no high school sports. There's no youth sports. There's no, there's not even professional sports. And that's why we always talk about wrestling mindset, being thankful for the opportunity to wrestle. Because now that it's gone, there's a lot of kids who miss it and don't have an opportunity to have a home wrestling match. And That's a big difference between somebody who has those resources and things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And just that, that attitude of gratitude, right? Like that, that feeling of, of knowing that it can, it can be taken away. Like these things aren't uh, a right. These are things aren't, you know, something that we, uh, you know, have to have. These are things that are, 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 you know, are something that are a luxury to, to us. And there's things that, you know, once they're taken away, it shouldn't, it shouldn't take that. It shouldn't take them being taken away for us to appreciate them and to be, you know, a, a grateful for them.
1: So let me ask you this, I guess everybody has a, you know, every club has a different philosophy in wrestling. What exactly is your philosophy in wrestling and for your wrestling club you uh, and what is your niche i guess you should say like what's your strength and where do you feel you need to get better at
2: yeah um so my philosophy for wrestling is 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 really it, it is that kind of what we were talking about is it's being grateful it's being appreciative of the time that you have and and i tell this to the kids all the time is that i'm i don't care whether my athletes win or lose. Do I want them to win absolutely because I see how hard they work and I think that when you work that hard that you know there's you earn the right to win, you deserve the right to win, but whether they win or lose that that makes no difference on how I feel about these athletes. What I want to see from my athletes is is not in this, you know, short window of time that I have with them. I want them You know the ultimate success in my mind with an athlete is you know 10 years later 15 years later 20 years later down the line they're calling me up and they're saying hey coach man do you remember all that time that we worked man i just I'm, I'm so thankful for all that time that, that we worked out together, that we put in together, those those lessons that we learned together that made me a better husband, that made me a better wife, that made me a better father, you know, it made me a better uh, citizen. Like those things, those lifelong impacts, That that's what I'm aiming to make on my athletes through wrestling. And then the wrestling, the titles, the scholarships, the – championships all that stuff that's just that's just gravy that's just all the the candy on top but the real depth of what I want to see from my athletes is is these lifelong you know bonds and these lifelong partnerships that you know as much as as I can help them they're helping me and they're they're making me a better husband they're making me a better father they're making me a better coach they're making me a better brother they're making me a better son and and so as much as I'm trying to give to them, they're giving to me. So it's really that symbiotic relationship that, that I want to create with my wrestling club. And I want to create through uh, my relationships with, with my athletes. And then, you know, as far as, you know, deficiencies and, and things like that, that's, you know, technically like I'm, you know, I I can, I tend to get extremely focused on wrestling on my feet and my athletes wrestling on their feet. So, you know, some of the top bottom stuff, like that stuff I push to the side and kind of throw it in at the end. I, I you know, I need to get better at, you know, spending time and, and focusing on it and making it so it's not so damn boring all the time. Uh, that so that's a technical thing. I think like uh, you know, for me like as a coach i think you know being able to you know really push my athletes beyond what they believe on that daily basis and it 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 kind of varies cuz it you, it it all is on you know the the skill level of of an athlete that you you know i'm not i'm not pushing a 5 year old you know, the same way that I'm going to push a 20-year-old a kid. So it's, it's finding that balance of, of where, where kids need to, to level up and where kids need, you know, uh, you know, sometimes kids need to be kicked in the butt and, you know, like fired up. And I, I, I'm still finding that, that balance, you know, as, as I coach kids of, of different ages, right? Like I've only really, really been coaching youth wrestling for uh, three years. So I've I've been able to to push college athletes and in um uh, at a at a much higher level because they're, you know, grown men and women and, and this is something that they've chosen to do now. Finding that balance of teaching a, a seven year old or an eight year old and also, you know, getting them to where they can push beyond their, you know, perceived limits is I'm still finding that still a little bit, so that's that's something i I'm trying to to get better at. What about you?
1: Um, my philosophy on wrestling um is pretty much similar to yours to better um, you know with wrestling mindset, we always talk about the things that you learn in, in wrestling. If you don't apply them to life, you've missed the whole point of wrestling, and to wrestle means to struggle, and I think Learning to suffer is a great way for people to grow and face adversity. And I always talk about finishing. And far in a technical point, I always. Focus on you froze a little bit. Focus on finishing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you're good. Okay. Yeah. So, you're back. obviously, my all right, all right. My philosophy in wrestling is simple, just like yours. It's about building better people, better athletes. And we always talk in wrestling mindset about if you take away what you want to take what you away from what you learn from wrestling and implement it to life. My philosophy on technique is all about finishing from different positions, because I think in life you get in different situations and you want to know instead of focusing on the problem, you always want to have the solution. And it's paid. I think that it's the hardest thing. I think it's the hardest thing in wrestling is to finish something. And I find a lot of people in life when they start something, they don't normally finish. So that's kind of my philosophy on it is really emphasizing finishing um, moves and finishing techniques from every position. Obviously, one thing that my downside is, is not necessarily, there's things that I need to get better at technical, um, especially with the scrambling part, leg passing and things like that. But you talked about, you know, mat wrestling. Now, is that a cultural thing for you? Because out here in Pennsylvania, we focus on a lot of mat wrestling.
2: I know, I've we wrestled, on a lot I've of had, top
1: to bottom.
2: I've had my team wrestle PA Gold at BAC, and it was <laughs> not, not pretty, those dudes are, yeah, yeah, you can tell, it. I think, I mean, I'm being from California, I think it is a little bit of a, a cultural type thing, you know, like, I, I never, I never really cared whether, like, I could get away on bottom, like, that's fine. Like I, was, I, and now, and a lot of the bottom wrestling, like sometimes that's just like individualized, like kids, you know, either you know, have it or really need, need work on it. And I just like, I could get away and on top, like I was competent enough. I could ride you for, you know, 15, 20 seconds, then I'm kicking you and trying to get up. And it was just, I don't, it was just something that I I wanted to be better on my feet. I wanted you know I wanted to just keep mastering that craft and I never just I you know I just didn't yeah I never got like really super into it and and when coach pack actually moved to California I actually got a lot better on top because he he is obviously really he's really dominant on top and then um Cody with Pack was really good on top so I kind of that raised my level up but I I still never i just never you know really gravitated to that style of
1: wrestling i think it i think it's a big thing in college um if you can't get off the bottom you're gonna be in trouble
2: no i mean yeah like as a coach like yeah i i see i see it as you know it's make or break like you know i've 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 seen athletes lose state titles. I've seen athletes, you know, lose big matches at, you know, these preseason and postseason, national tournaments and folk style because they're, you know, top or bottom. Like if you, you know, are taking a kid down, you know, kind of at will, but can't ride them for 10 seconds and they'd steal a takedown, you know, it's two and one every time, two and one every time. And then they steal a takedown and all of a sudden it's a one point match or, and it's uh you know, a tied match and you did all that work and you don't have that much to show for it, you know? So you got to be able to ride somebody. You got to be able to, to, to get away from somebody for sure. But, you know, as a, as a coach, I, I, I need to spend more time focusing on it and and emphasizing it and getting, you know, the most out of my kids in those positions. And, you know, this, yeah this time is is a good time to reflect on that and make sure that you know I realize that so when we go back to work i can I can do
1: it yeah it's a it's a tough thing to learn actually if you don't emphasize it enough uh it's caught- like you said it's cost some athletes some big time matches being on top and bottom, and I think that Top has come more prevalent in the recent years with the emergence of guys like Spencer Lee and Zane Rutherford. Those guys are getting on top and they're turning people instead of riding. And it's, I think we're going to start seeing more turns on top in college wrestling. Not saying that there wasn't before, but I see such a big emphasis on it and how it wins matches a lot of times.
2: Oh, yeah. So, so true. It's, uh, yeah, everything, I mean, wrestling, it kind of goes in waves, you know, like, like it depending on who are the, like those star athletes, you know, like you said, Spencer and Zane and, and these guys are, you know, elite scorers on from the top position and, and it's who the kids are are looking up to. And all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're wanting to get better on, on, on top. They're wanting to, you know, it's cool to, to, turn people it's cool to tilt people and it's cool to get your legs in and and hammer kids and yeah I think it's yeah it's it's definitely something that is if you have it it can be a huge difference maker and if you don't have it it can be something that haunts you you know so it's 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 definitely something as coaches we got to spend the time on and and as athletes you got to you know learn to learn to enjoy it and learn to love you know getting into those positions and get into those holds what uh so so you coach uh a high school in PA correct yes okay um how long have you coached there
1: so this is so just to reflect a little bit about my story so i got into coaching wrestling in 2010 my first job was where you coached at Wayland Baptist University, I was a grad assistant, and then um, then I moved to North Carolina and I became an assistant coach at a high school, and we had a very good season. Again, whole lot of cultural difference between North Carolina and Pennsylvania wrestling, without a doubt. Yeah. But I was starting to grow it, so I then moved 20 minutes away from the squad's and I started coaching at a small rural school so that's where I developed my niche for helping small town small rural towns in wrestling so my first year there I I had uh what was there seven six seven kids on the team and I had a lot of seniors we did very well but the next year we had over 20 some guys on my team so I started hitting the pavement I started getting kids out and we ended up winning a conference that year. I got a coach of the year award. Things were rolling. And then I moved, to, uh, I moved back home to Pennsylvania. That was 2017. I moved back home to Pennsylvania. Uh, there was a young man on my team. His mom and dad had called me to go in and work with him, and I volunteered at the time. And he was only supposed to be a regional qualifier, and he ended up taking third in the state. And during that time in April, about April or May, they contacted me and asked me if I wanted to be the head, the new head coach of the program. So I took it over. And my first year there, we had – with my first year there as a volunteer, there was three guys. The next year we had six. The, last year we had nine. And this year we had 13 or 14 guys on the roster. So we're growing. We actually – we won our first three dual meets this year. Awesome. But during that time, we've had a lot of individual success. Obviously, our high school program's only been around for four years. We just had a young man. He took second in Pennsylvania States, but he had won it twice. So he's a four-time state placer. He's going to wrestle Division One in Lehigh. And, but during my time periods where I really developed my niche for helping small-town programs, especially out west, okay, and the reason is, let me give an example why I think it's important to go in the spawns. So there's a lot of tough kids there. They're blue collar, bring, you know, lunch bucket to work. But there's a huge gap with technique. You know, the coach, so I showed a technique one time at camp, and the coach was like, I've been coaching 20 years, and I would have never thought to do that. that gap between guys out east in the pennsylvania ohio new york area compared to guys in the small towns that i go to like dickinson high school keel deer um you know there's things they're just little small towns where where coaches you know obviously have been wrestling a certain way for 20 years and it becomes monotonous and repetitive and i think that I think that me personally, I think that's what has killed a lot of high school and middle school programs is the monotonous. I think that they're always, I think every so many years that there needs to be a change. And a lot of people don't like change for some reason, especially in small towns. A lot of them don't like that because, and there's nothing wrong with that. But in the sport of wrestling, it's always evolving. You know, in the past probably 10 years, there's been a huge change of wrestling stylistically. Guys are doing things in position that you wouldn't even think of doing. You know, innovators. And I think that's what's co- going to come out of this time period here. I think there's going to be a lot of innovation in the sport of wrestling. Because now you have time. If you have a home mat, you have time to really practice and focus in areas where you struggle and I think there's going to be a lot of creativity to come out of this so I always like giving back to wrestling I travel the country obviously my goal is to get to 50 states but I mostly smoke it focus on small rural towns that don't have the luxury of bringing in big time clinicians and obviously like yourself I'm grateful that I've had in the wrestling community who are pretty well known and pretty well educated not more knowledgeable than I am and they've helped me you know you watch techniques and things and you talk about it with them you get a lot of insight and in how to become a better teacher a better coach and a better person through it so that's my whole goal and obviously it all starts at home so if my if I wasn't growing my own wrestling program at fraser high school there's people in pennsylvania who don't even know where fraser is but now that we've had a guy in the top five in the country and he's won two pennsylvania state titles placed four times and placed at big time tournaments people are asking hey where's Frazier wrestling and that goes back to the dedication of my wrestlers but it starts with me in the leadership And what's expected and the standard there. And within the next three, probably within the next two years, Fraser wrestling is going to be really tough. We're going to have a group of guys going to flow through. And it's going to be incredible. But that also goes back to the influence of wrestling clubs in this area. Within a probably 45-minute area, you can find probably 10 wrestling clubs and probably seven of them are really legit with high-quality coaching of All-Americans and national champ. It's like right down the road here, you know, 10 minutes down the road, I can go to Rob Waller's All-American Wrestling Club, and you could – on a Monday night, Robbie Waller's national champ, and he's instructed. You know, you can't go out to Wyoming or Idaho, really, and drive 10 minutes down the road and find somebody of that caliber teaching your kid. You know, you have to drive probably seven, eight hours to find that type of quality a lot of times because of the distance. And I think that wrestling right now, you either have to have or have nots. And I'm trying to close that gap by getting these guys on the bottom to at least in the middle so that we keep wrestling fresh and healthy. My, I, always use, I always use this reference. People ask me, you know, where do I get my ideas a lot and things. For me, it all starts at the highest level. And obviously, schools like Northern Iowa and Clarence, they're small schools. You know, they're not at a – they're obviously – they wrestle at a big-time level. But the work that goes into those programs for them to be successful as they, as they are are blueprints for me as a high school coach in a small town. So I don't obviously we don't have a wrestling room where I live. We roll out um four sections of mat in a in a cafeteria. But I gotta be a I gotta be willing to work. I always got and everything's always accessible and I always gotta keep learning because I think a lot of times coaches get comfortable in what they're teaching and things, and then all of a sudden you know, kids get sta things get um, put on hold and you get kid you kids quit coming out, quits kids quit becoming part of the program. And that's one thing that I'm lucky enough for Fraser. Wrestling's still fairly new there. Um it's an op, kids are seeing an opportunity that they can move on to the next level, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I think that's another reason why a lot of people, feel, you know, don't go on and do as much as they can in wrestling is because they don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. There's, you know, it's like here, we can go watch Penn State. We can go watch Ohio. We can drive an hour in West, West Virginia. We can watch big-time wrestling. And a lot of areas don't get to see big-time wrestling, so you don't know, know what your end goal is, you know, except if you watch ESPN or Big Ten every so often there's college wrestling. But when there's college wrestling every weekend here in the winter time, you know, at, we have a tournament on Saturday. Well, Sunday, West Virginia could be wrestling. Northern Iowa or Oklahoma State at home. All right, well, we'll drive an hour and watch. Or Pitt, resurgence of Pitt is huge for our area. And it's just going to keep getting better and better. But the whole overall of wrestling, I think there's – there's a huge gap in between and I just like being a blue collar guy and helping out these small rural towns get better. You know, I travel to places in South Dakota, like Webster and things. think, you know, the, and they have a lot of tradition. They got two good guys come out of there. Some pretty tough guys. Oh yeah. But you bet. Love and be man. Yeah. And Brock Lesnar. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, no, um, no, I think the, the, biggest thing like you you hit it right on the head like wrestling coaches and and this probably in in every single sport like we're we tend to be our worst enemies like we we let ourselves and get stuck in these grooves and and don't you know we we see something working and we just stick to it stick to it stick to it but without without innovation without letting yourself be wrong you know or be open to new new ideas then you're you're really there there's only so far that you can go like like you said wrestling is constantly being innovated and constantly being um you know being changed like we just talked about like you know you know a few years ago uh, there's so much focus on Um, on feet wrestling and things like that and then you know it it transitions and all of a sudden Spencer Lee and Zane Retrovert and Logan uh, Logan Stever you know are making top wrestling good and it just goes in ways like that and and if if we as coaches aren't able to adjust with the times and stay you know ahead of the curve or with the curve then you know we can't expect these programs like you said these small programs with 5 6 kids we can't expect them to continue to to grow and continue to thrive because they're they're just going to go out there and they're going to constantly be behind they're constantly going to be doing the same thing that this you know this program has been doing for years and years and and if it's not being successful then maybe it needs to change and maybe it needs to be adjusted and maybe that coach needs to you know be be open to new ideas and if if we can't do that then yeah then problems are going to be had but yeah i i i love you know picking the brains of other coaches and and picking you know asking you know okay when you do this like where's your head go you know where's where how how's your lock here you know think just asking all these you know little details and watching you know like we we said earlier we if I go out to my living room right now and pull up YouTube on my TV, I can pull up guys like Cliff Bretwell, John Smith, like, you know, any, any division one coach, any division one athlete and watch their technique videos. People are putting this stuff out at, you know, at, in the masses. And if, if, as a coach, you're not taking the time to to watch some of that, and just to even if you're not looking to change everything, it just keep a, a a finger on the pulse of what is going on and what's being else is being taught out there. Then, I mean, it's only a matter of time before things, um, you know, slip through your fingers. In my
1: opinion, but I think too, one thing that you see a reinsurgence of is the importance of mental training. Obviously, I work for wrestling Mindset and I sit there and we go through these worksheets with kids and, and I'm asking the questions and I'm like, wow, this would have really been helpful at a time period in my life where I wish I would have had this. And I'm seeing the growth in the, in the kids that I work with and teams that I work with. And, you know, the coaches feedback is always, wow, I'm grateful that we invested in this, in this program and what it's able to not only do For our athletes but us as coaches as well because now we're we're changing the ways that we speak to our athletes speaking the same common language instead of hey just get tougher you know does that work for some people (laughs) obviously yes but not everybody in this world is a mark ironside or a caracola
2: sure absolutely that's uh, yeah, yeah that's so true and being yeah and and that's i mean yeah. You're so true. Like that's, that's coaching. That's being able to, to reach more kids and being able to, to relate to more kids and not just every kid has to run through the wall. Like, I mean, that's just, it's, and it's just not the way of the world anymore. Like kids aren't, aren't like that. Kids aren't, aren't all going to do those kinds of things. So how do you take the kid that maybe has never been pushed like that. And how do you connect with them and get them to the next level still? And how do you get them to, to want to, you know, be a part of something that, that you're doing. And it's, it's mindset training. It's, it's how you interact with others, how you portray, you know, the, the product that, that you have.
1: I think that, I think too, coaching more now, it's, it's i think it's the number one thing that you have to have is you have to have that bond and relationship because we live in a world where communication right now is through this right here mm. through snapchat through instagram you know kids don't talk in person and i think that they really want that and that's why it's important to be that coach that's able to communicate with their athletes you know, it's not like, especially if you want to wrestle at the highest level, because if you're a person who's dedicated to wrestling at the highest level, I think at a point in time, I'm not sure when, you know, there's a lot of studies. You can wrestle, you can, you know, always be a four um, sport athlete and things. But I think those times had changed. I think at some point in your life, you have to dedicate yourself to a craft fully. And I think you have, if you want to be good at wrestling, you have to fully dedicate it, you know, your craft at a certain point in age. And I think as a wrestling coach now, as a high school coach, you have to really dedicate your, your life to it. Because rest, these kids are walking out of clubs at a higher level. And if you don't continue that education of wrestling, these kids aren't going to trust you. These kids, you're not going to know what to say in a situation. And when you're looking at technique and you're like, how did he do that? <laughs> or that he gets put in a position, you don't know how to answer when the kid looks in a corner. He's not going to develop that. Tr- that's an that's a athlete-coach-trusting thing right there. And if he can't trust you, he's not going to wrestle very well. And the athlete because you didn't take the time to educate yourself in, in the sport of wrestling and your craft. And luckily for me, I've been blessed to have the opportunity to always, you know, like yourself, to always work on my craft. I'm always, um wrestling mindset has given me the opportunity to always travel and and work on my craft and figure out how to get better. But if I don't get better, kids at Fraser will we'll lose a lot. So, you know, in a small town, you know, obviously I'm grateful for the resources we have. We have Rob Waller's all American wrestling club. We have quest. Um, There's young guns. There's all the one shot. There's all these high level clubs in our area. And it's really helped the individuals on my team who want to get better. And, It's been a blessing, and it's made me want to step up my game because i got to keep learning. i got to keep getting better. i got to figure out what guys are doing on top, what, what new techniques are happening on bottom, and, and really studying the game. And I think now is a really valuable time for those coaches, high school coaches, club coaches, some of them, to really focus on what's happening in the, in the world of wrestling. What are people teaching? What are they teaching at the highest level? And can it, Am I able to teach it at the lowest level? Is it something I should be dedicating my craft?
2: Yes. Yeah. I absolutely, man. I think you're you're spot on. That's a, I mean, that's it. That's that's coaching. That's that's uh, you know reaching kids. That's bringing kids up. That's creating a culture of a program. That's creating. You know, if if you're the leader of something, <laughs> then you want to lead. From the front, and you want to be the person that that is showing these kids that you know that these skills are transferable too. You know, like just just as you know, you want your athletes and you want yourself to be constantly making adjustments and constantly getting better. If you're not doing that in in your relationships, if you're not doing that in your schoolwork, or you know, uh, you know, countless other parts of life, then you know we're missing the point. So you know I think what what you're doing is 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 awesome man and and I really I really hope that we can uh, get you get you out to Nevada and and get you uh, come come hang out and we'll uh, teach some wrestling together sometime man.
1: No I'd love that Josh that would be incredible I you know I I hope after this quarantine and things you know wrestling gets back into the norm and I think that there's going to be a a resurgence. I think a lot of people are missing wrestling. I think there's a lot going to be a lot more dedication. Obviously, especially a lot of state tournaments were cut. Yeah, and I think there's there's going to be a lot of hungry dogs um, ready to go out there and battle. And I think too, I think college wrestling is going to be at a at a different level as well. Like I said, I think there's going to be a resurgence of wrestling, and uh, it it also goes with the change of culture. Kerry Kolak going to the – being the head coach of Navy, you know, that's not – not saying that they were always an easy win or anything, but now you're going to look and be like, we're going to have to wrestle. Yeah. And, you know, you saw the resurgence with Campbell, you know, there's a lot of teams not just marking the W on there anymore. Um, Oregon State just got coach Pendleton is it's going to change the game of recruiting. You know, he's out West. He's, he's got a big emergence there of California guys. So there's going to be a lot of competition there. And obviously in the military schools, you know, army, Navy, those, those guys are going to have to compete for kids. And it's landscaping of college wrestling has really changed. And I think it's the, the, the schools have really put money towards the sport of wrestling and getting good coaches. Uh, you know, Northern Iowa, like I said, I believe Northern Iowa is always the blueprint of small school wrestling and small town wrestlers. And because they've, they've not the biggest school, but they develop high caliber guys. And there's a lot of guys who walk in that room who aren't blue chippers. But when they walk out of there, you would have thought they won four state titles. And I think that's a a gift to the dedication of the coaching and work ethic. And not saying that a lot of these other coaches don't do that because obviously they do. But being a small town high school guy and, and coming from a small town and working with small town kids, it's, it's the blueprint for what needs to be done, and it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort, and, you know, if you're not willing to do that, you're going to miss the boat. And so I think that uh, college, the landscape of college wrestling is really going to change. I don't think that you're going to see – I honestly believe that you're not going to see, um, you know, bigger – I think you're going to start to see smaller schools win national titles. You know, a lot of people don't realize this, but I think the University of Cornell has got a shot at winning a national title as a team next year. Oh, yeah, well, they're going to be super, D. super yeah. nasty. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to get some bonus points. There's guys who put some points on the board, but, you know, that's the dedication of the coaching staff. And I think that's another reason – Um. The dedication of coaching staff is, is another reason why that they perform so well. I think where a coaching staff, where there's still a lot of teaching going on, I think those programs have really excelled. And where there's not a whole lot of teaching and things, I think that has been the downfall of some bigger programs because they haven't adapted or changed to the style of wrestling. And the schools and the coaching staffs that have, they've really excelled and gotten better. And that's why I think, that, you know, the the landscape of college wrestling is really changing.
2: Yep. It's a, yeah, like, yeah, that could be, that's like the theme, man, of this talk is just constantly getting better, constantly being the innovator, constantly learning, constantly, you know, being able to, to put your ego aside and, and, and want to grow and want to get better and want to give and be able to provide a product that is something that these kids and these parents and these families and your team and your school or whatever you represent can be proud of and is something that you know is is it's like it's always changing and it's always it's more and more accessible every every day so you know uh yeah I, 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 that's why I continue to try to share as much as possible and try to spread as much, you know, good, you know, I'm not, I'm not only in wrestling for my own success and for my own kids success. Like, you know, I put every single, you know, bit of technique that, that I'm showing or that, you know, I've, I've been blessed to be around some of the best clinicians in the, the, in the world i would say you know like you know jordan burroughs kyle snyder zane rutherford like these guys that that are great athletes and great people and that that are able to teach at a super high level and i i scroll through my phone and i've got thousands of videos that that are of these guys teaching and it would be so negligent in my mind if I just kept that to myself and, and tried to, you know, just use it for my own benefit, like that just makes no sense to me. Like, that's why I constantly want to just provide and give and give and give and give, because at the end of the day, like it does me no good to, to, to hold on to it and to, you know, try to, you know, just stay in my own little box. Like I want, I want to give as much as possible and, and, help as many people whether they wrestle for me or wrestle for you know the 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 team down the street that you know is competing against me I don't it doesn't really matter because by other people getting better it's going to continuously raise my level because that's just you know how I want to think and how I want my athletes to think like good. I hope they're getting better. I hope they're training hard. I hope those guys are working on their mindset right now. I hope they're working on, you know, they're doing pushups and sit-ups and running outside. I hope they are because I am too. We are too. Like that's, that's the mindset and that's how, you know, we are going to continuously grow as a community and grow as a, as wrestlers and wrestling coaches is, is, you know, not wishing ill on others and not hoping, you know, for, for, you know, bad things or anything like that. Like, I want everybody to continuously get better. I want everybody to be, I want everybody to want to be national champions agree. all Americans, you know?
1: I think that uh, we need help. We need that. Yeah, I agree. I think we need that healthy competition to keep wrestling healthy and alive. That's why. I'm glad that there's a lot of smaller schools and the resurgence of schools like Michigan <coughs> State and places like that, um, Appalachian State, Campbell. We need to keep and the ACC is getting tougher. You know, those uh, those those areas aren't easy wins anymore for schools in the Big Ten or Big Twelve anymore. There's a resurgence of of big high-level coaching and and those schools are. You know, more of than ACC schools are, be, are investing money into the sport of wrestling. And there's a lot of top 10 schools. There's a lot of tough programs there. And that, you know, it's a really exciting time right now. I mean, obviously not at this point with the quarantine, but there's a lot of innovation happening. We've gotten out of our comfort zone, you know, doing these podcasts. More wrestling coaches are doing podcasts, you know, getting guests on here. And it's got me out of my comfort zone, obviously, talking in front of a camera. You know, I commend you guys, Fretwell, yourself, and Mike Kraus getting in front of a camera and showing technique and things. I'm not the, there yet. I'm not comfortable there yet, but someday <laughs> I will be. But those type of people are what has really pushed wrestling to the next level is technology and the resources that we have, so... You know, I look forward to learning more and just keep getting better during this time period.
2: Absolutely, man. I appreciate you, Buck. Um, yeah, uh, you got any anything else for us today?
1: No. Uh, hey, I thank you for the opportunity here. Um, yeah, I look this forward to Hopefully, see you on the road sometime.
2: Yeah. Well, we're definitely we gotta let's let's work something out and and get something set up and and down the road and and knock something out and go help some kids and, and some, some, some people. I'm, I'm excited. All Let's, uh, when whenever this is over, we'll get it, we'll get it worked out.
1: All right. Sounds good. My man, I look forward to it. Have a great day. All right, man. See ya.